Welcome to Station 151, a Pale Matter podcast production and proud member of the Realm Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. As an independent podcast, listener support means everything to us. If you like what you're hearing, please follow, like, rate, and share us, and then come hang out with us over on Discord. If you love what you're hearing, check out our Patreon, where our dedicated fans help us produce new episodes, develop new seasons, and receive exclusive rewards in return. To find our Patreon or join our Discord community, simply check the episode description for links or visit our website at www.station151.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart liver or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Warning, Station 151 is a science fiction and horror audio drama intended for mature audiences only. Please see episode descriptions for content warnings. Listener discretion is advised. Got another one for you, T1! Open. Oh, it's you. Yeah, uh, I got another one for you. This is the runner, Wayne Robertson. Yeah, real crazy son of a bitch. Had to put him down. I heard. He looks sedated. I hit him with some benzos, just to be safe. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think he can be trained? Anyone can be trained. Bring him in. Uh, Sure thing, boss. Put him on the gurney. (sighs) All right. Uh, You want I should uh, uh, strap him down? (sighs) What do you think? Uh... Secure him and leave. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Sure, boss. Okay, uh, he's secure. I'll, um... Leave! Right! Uh, okay. Uh, uh, bye. Initiate recording. This is Training Engineer IDT-1. It is 12.26 p.m. on Saturday, February 5th, 2022. 
With me is Station 151 training candidate Wayne William Robertson. He is heavily sedated. I'm administering 0.2 milligrams of flamazenil to reverse the effects of the drug. Okay. Can you hear me, Wayne? Where am I? Hello, Wayne. You're in the training lab. How are you feeling? Who are you? My name is T1. I'm a training engineer with the Telders Corporation. Why? Why am I strapped to this gurney? You're feeling very confused right now, Wayne. But for your safety, please try to relax. What? First, you guys tase me into oblivion, and now this? I assure you, these bindings are for your protection. Unstrap me right now! You will be released very soon. But first, I have some very exciting news for you, Wayne. What? After a careful and extensive internal review, I am thrilled to inform you that you have been officially selected for a one-year contract with the Telders Corporation. Michael Telders himself personally signed your offer. Huh? You got the job, Wayne. What? I haven't even interviewed for a job. I answered a few questions about my termination from Red Pixel and something about my ex-girlfriend and then you guys tased the shit out of me and now suddenly I've got the job? Correct. This doesn't make any sense. I don't even know what the job is. Not to mention the fact that Jackson told me that you guys have already offered him the job. But while it is true that Mr. Jackson had previously accepted the position, he has unfortunately declined the offer due to some unexpected personal circumstances. Yeah, and when you say unexpected personal circumstances, are you talking about the fact that Jackson started sputtering nonsense and then collapsed on the floor, bleeding from the ears? It didn't seem like he was in any condition to be declining offers. I'll bet he's still in that room next to Hector, drooling all over his own shirt. And speaking of Hector, what's his fucking deal? What happened to him, huh? Did he get the job first? Is that why he's fucking catatonic? Is this shit gonna happen to me? It is unfortunate that you had to witness those events. Is this job even real, or am I just a lab rat? What are you doing to people here? I assure you that both Paul Jackson and Hector Reyes are in perfect health. They have been returned to their former lives with a generous compensation package for their... troubles. The reason you're still here, Wayne, is precisely because you're not writhing on the floor, bleeding from the ears. Well, congratulations. So I am a lab rat. This offer has nothing to do with my professional skills. It's all because I'm not brain dead from your, by the way, completely illegal human drug trials. There is no job, and I'm strapped to this bed because you're never gonna let me go, right? Am I on the right track here? That couldn't be further from the truth, Wayne. You will be released in just a few short hours. The job is very real, and you will be well compensated for it. Bullshit. Jackson told me 
you're looking for an astronomer. And he says this gig's in Antarctica or some shit. Well, sorry to tell you this, but I'm a Linux developer, not an astronomer. And for the record, I hate the fucking cold. I am aware of your professional history, Wayne. I know you're not an astronomer. In fact, you probably couldn't identify a single constellation in the night sky. You're a mediocre software engineer who's been blacklisted by the industry. You have no friends, no living family members, no recent sexual partners, and a wee bit of an anger management problem. Whatever. But yes, how can we, the Telders Corporation, one of the most powerful companies on the planet, expect someone like you to operate a multi-million dollar astronomical observatory by yourself in one of the most remote, inhospitable places on the planet? Well, you don't have to be a dick about it, but yeah. Like I said, Wayne, I'm a trainer. I'm going to train you. No, thank you. I don't want your job. Now let me go! <laughs> Wayne, I've already told you. You've got the job. What? No, 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 no. What the fuck, man? What are you doing? You let me out of here right now! This will all be over soon. Whoa, whoa, what the hell is in that syringe? Technically, it's called fexolamide, but we haven't settled on a good marketing name yet. We had a few ideas, like Memorigen, Cognoset, Memforge, some others, but nothing really stuck. No, uh, uh, no, get that shit away from me! But don't worry, you're going to be just fine once I've put you in the proper mindset. Oh, that's a good marketing name. Mindset. I can't believe I haven't thought of that one yet. No! Stop! Help! Settle down, Wayne. No one who cares is listening. Now, you're just going to feel a little Don't! Pinch. Don't do it! All done. That wasn't so hard, was it? You fucking... Bitch! Now, now. No need for all that. We're just going to talk about your past and maybe watch a little slideshow. Sound like fun? When I get out of here, I am going to sue the shit out of this place. Mark my words, buddy. Five, four, three. Why are you counting? Two, one. Hmm. <sighs> mm. <laughs> Mmm. My head feels like jelly. That's just the medication, oh. Wayne. You should be feeling a little more amenable now. Uh, lawyer? I want... I want to... Uh, lawyer. How about a little music? <clears throat> Can you hear me, Wayne? You're nodding your head, so I assume you can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just focus on the sound of my voice, Wayne. You're going to process a lot in this training session, so it's important that you listen to me very carefully. Okay. 
listen. Good. First off, you're not going to sue anyone when you walk out of here, Wayne. When you leave, you're immediately going to a facility called Station 151 in Antarctica. Um, yeah. Yeah! That's right. I'm going to Station 151. Yeah. And you're so very excited. This is the opportunity of a lifetime, Wayne. It's true. I am so lucky. Do you recall the first time you wanted to become an astronomer, Wayne? I don't think I, I ever did. I'm a software engineer, right? You're not a software engineer, Wayne. You've got computer skills, but you've never worked as a software engineer. You don't have a degree in software engineering, and never even considered it for a career. Wayne, you're an astronomer. You've always wanted to be an astronomer. Yeah. I guess you're right. I mean, yeah, of course, you're right. I always have. You got the bug when you were a kid, growing up in New Mexico, not too far from the VLA. Yeah, the VLA, the, the Very Large Array. That's a radio astronomy observatory out in New Mexico. Jackson was talking about it. Beautiful place. You know, I'm surprised I never met him out there. He grew up near there, too. Wayne, you don't know anyone named Jackson. Certainly no one named Jackson who grew up out near the VLA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, right. I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. That's so weird. It's okay. Now, do you recall when you were a kid seeing those radio dishes for the first time? I... Uh... Here's an image of the VLA to help jog your memory. Oh, yeah! You remember this place? I do! Yeah, I do! You remember those 28 gleaming white radio telescopes spread out across the plains and pitched up toward the sky, like they were patiently waiting for instructions from some great cosmic intelligence. You remember that? It was the coolest thing you'd ever seen. I remember that. That was the beginning for me. Mm-hmm. And remember, Wayne, on clear nights, you'd spend countless hours on a blanket in the backyard, staring up at the sky and imagining distant galaxies, strange planets, quasars, pulsars, supernovas, black holes. Everything. That's right. Everything. After that, you were obsessed. You grew up, you studied hard, you got into Yale, and you've been living in New Haven, Connecticut for the last ten years. You finished your PhD there, and have been teaching at the school ever since. You even met a girl at Yale. I did? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Her name's, um, her name... Yumi. Yumi Sato. She's Japanese. Right, of course. I think my brain is off a little bit today. Oh, that's fine. Don't worry about it, Wayne. 
Here's a picture of Yumi to help you remember. She's so beautiful. I think I've seen her before. Sure you have, Wayne. She's your- uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the woman in the EpiQuench energy drink commercials. Fuck. No. She is not the woman in the EpiQuench energy drink commercials, Wayne. She's your girlfriend, and- Ride the purple wave to Wake Town. Stop talking about the energy drink. It's not the same woman. She's your girlfriend, Wayne, not an actress. And you love her very much. Right. My mistake. I'm sorry. You love her. She's my soulmate. Good. Yumi grew up in a city called Fukuoka and moved to the U.S. for school. You and she graduated from Yale the same year. She's currently an adjunct professor who teaches a variety of computer engineering courses and spends her free time developing apps for small businesses. Such an amazing girl. So smart. Ever since we met, I... Wait. How long have we been together? You met a few years back and have been dating ever since. Oh, and good news, Wayne. You got engaged last week. I know! I'm a lucky man. Ah. But now I've got to break the news to her that I'm going to Antarctica for an entire year. Wait, wait. Can I bring her with me? Unfortunately, no. Actually, you already broke the news to her. She wasn't happy at first, but there's a million dollar payout at the end of the contract. Well, that'll help pay for the wedding, maybe a house, and who knows what else. Think of the possibilities, Wayne. The money will really set the two of you up. Yeah, that was a tough conversation, but you're right. It's hard to live on a teacher's salary, hard to live on two of them. So this money will really go a long way for us. I think Yumi always wanted a place outside the city. Yeah. There you go, Wayne. Fill in the blanks. Okay. It'll be a long year, but Yumi will wait for you. That will keep you anchored, Wayne. Excited to start a brand new life with Yumi when you return. This will keep you focused and intent on doing the best job possible at Station 151. Definitely. I want to do my best. Perfect. So, Wayne, now that you've signed our rather lengthy contract and non-disclosure agreement, you're ready to get started. Are you ready to get started, Wayne? Yeah. But did I actually read the contract? Oh, it's a huge contract, so you had to skim through all the legal mumbo-jumbo. But you read the important parts. Yeah, that's true. Hey, I trust you guys, and I promise I won't let you down. Good to hear. Sounds like you're pretty excited. Yeah, I am! I mean, this is a dream come true! I am one lucky son of a bitch! Love the energy, Wayne. Welcome to the Telders Corporation.
You've been listening to Station 151, a Pale Matter podcast production and proud member of the Realm Podcast Network. For more detailed information about the podcast, credits for this particular episode, or the team behind the show, please visit our website at www.station151.com or see the episode description for links to find us, follow us, or connect with us. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.